Daddy. E baby. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good, Tom. How are you? I'm okay, Elliot. I'm just fine. You know what? The world keeps spinning. Uh, how are you, listeners? Oh, that's so nice to hear. Thanks wow. for telling us. I loved that. I love. Well, all thank you for turning into do you queer what I queer. And that's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we're Dickwick. And welcome to another very special episode. Special on special on special on special. We only get more special. Hits and hits and hits and hits. It's like now three. Did you ever have those? No, you're too young. When I was younger, we had like a now CD that came out every year. And it was just like all the best songs. I feel like we have all the best guests. That was kind of like big shiny tunes, right? Totally. Now now CDs were like gayer. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I really missed out in my childhood. (laughs) That explains a lot. But of course, my favorite were women in songs. Obviously. Did you yeah. go to Lilith Fair? I, I did, you know I went to Lilith Fair, actually. Oh, I was it joking. Was, it was the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every day was downhill since you went to Lilith Fair. Isn't, isn't that true? Absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> well, listeners, can we all just wish for a day and we can go back to Lilith Fair? I think that's what we need right now. Um, okay. Before we actually give you what you need, which is an amazing <laughs> guess. Yes. Um, we have just a few weeks left of, of season four, which has yes. been a roller coaster of a season. Yes, yes, um, yes. You'll hear from us and from really, really special guests coming up. Um, in the interim, would you please send us an email, give us a rate and review, just do all the fun things just so that, you know, we stay relevant. We love that. And if you are feeling generous, then you can head over to doyouqueer.com and buy some of our merch. And um, you can also head over to our Patreon and become a patron. And in the interim, Tom and I will be working on upping our game as per usual. And like, if you have any ideas for season five or you're like, wow, I can't believe you fags haven't covered this or like, hey, what the fuck? This person's great. Just send us an email. Doyouqueer.com. We're open. We're um, open. Yeah, Elliot's our, for sure open for business. My I'm, inbox I'm is gaped. <laughs> Tom, do better. Please and thank you. And yeah, listen, also, I mean, a few more weeks left also means that like every episode you hear, you should just like be more insane with insane. Shouldn't say that. You should be more elaborate. And that's okay. Do you, just because we're all about learning here, do you want to touch on why you should not say that word? Yes. I'm, I'm not sure that my brain can track all things. So keep me back on track after, but um, it's ableist and, you know, insane as, as a word to describe really anything. And if you think about any context that you would use insane, um, does it have a negative connotation? Usually yeah. slightly. Um, what does it have at all to do with people that are mad? Literally nothing. So um, just get rid of thesaurus and just just pick yeah. a new word. There's um, lots of words. Yeah, you know, um, your ratings should get more elaborate. They should be like, "Hey, um, this episode's great. We would we would love that." I'm now making demands to you, listeners. I hope you appreciate <laughs> that. That's that's where I'm at in the day. That's our flavor. You know what? <sighs> um, I'm trying to I'm trying to have an animated voice, Tom. It's not working, as I'm well, sure you can You hear. never have an animated voice. It's not really your fault. I know. And I also, um, listeners, don't do this ever. Like a word to the wise, I went out of town uh, to escape to a friend's farm for a bit, and I forgot my antidepressants, so I was unmedicated for four days. Um, it's so truly, just... truly, um, I was going to say another word that I shouldn't say. It's right. truly ri- uh, ridiculous of you to do that. Yeah, um, the most ridiculous part is that I didn't realize until like the third day. Mm-hmm. Because I understand it in a way. You were like that was your new source of medicine. That's right. Of, 
relaxation at a, at a at a pool at a farm and totally you were hoping that would maybe take um take the place of the medication which of course it does not absolutely absolutely and i mean um the most absurd thing is that i have reminders on my phone so uh something happened to my mind this weekend and we're not we're not positive but Listen. yeah that's just like lesson of the day. That's learning from my mistakes corner. You live and you learn, you die and you burn. <laughs> what? Is that what church said to you when you were growing up? <laughs> wow, church. I've never. Church, never as in like, that. as a being. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Stop talking. Yes. Uh, we'd like to introduce our fabulous guests this week. Uh, they are so fun. I hope you learn lots. Um, they're a drag artist extraordinaire course that is weird al yankadick yeah yeah weird alice yankadick also or alice as we'll refer to her and him throughout the episode um and they and tom also discuss um disclosure at one point and i wanted to say this in the intro just in case you listeners haven't watched disclosure pause the show if you have time watch the documentary it's like i don't know a bit over an hour maybe um, and then dive right into Tom and Alice's fantastic conversation because I was just sitting there. I hadn't seen it yet. And I was, I was learning from both of you. So you've seen you. it now though. I have seen it. I was absolutely blown away by it. And I want yeah. a series of follow-ups to touch on every aspect of that conversation. Cause it was totally. so well, so cool. well crafted. So well put together. Okay. Well, without further gain, I'm going to go take my antidepressant, Tom. I hope you have a wonderful <laughs> day and listeners. I really hope you enjoy weird Alice Yankadek. Thanks for tuning in to our really, really fun segment of the day with Dickwick's guest, Weird Alice Yankadek. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. I always have this weird moment when anybody says my entire drag name where I forget that I have a full drag name because I never really go past the Weird Alice, but the rest was like, because people weren't getting the joke for the longest time. And so I was like, here you go. And then every once in a while somebody says it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I'm just used to your Instagram handle, which is just Weird Alice, but then I saw your Gmail, and I'm like, oh, right, it's the full thing. I love the full thing. I think, like, Weird Alice is good, but, like, let's drive the point home with Yankadek. It's even better. You also just love the imagery, don't you, Tom? Yes, of course. I'm an imagery whore. This does it for you. (laughs) All the bad puns are really where I go with it, but that's that I want to, like, change my my name every like two weeks when I come up with a better one I have like an endless list <laughs> oh my god I want to hear <laughs> I want to hear them all <laughs> before well, we dive I might give you one or two please before we dive in uh weird Alice can you just introduce yourself for our listeners so I'm weird Alice I am a queer performance artist primarily drag queen or drag thing um <laughs> I've been doing drag for the last 11 years it'll be like 12 at the end of this year which is ridiculous um and yeah it's kind of trashy campy semi-political like i mean all drag political but like trashy campy drag and it's like heavily referential to like very specific niche pop culture that's so cool kind of very cool and where are you located in Toronto? Yeah, I'm. So I'm currently in Toronto. I split my time between Toronto and Melbourne, Australia. 
um, but I'm back in um, in Canada uh, for the time being. Cute. You know, I lived in Melbourne for some time. It's a treat of it's just Toronto, but with less winter. It's like the same city, like same vibes, <laughs> yeah. same yeah. for the most part, like goals and intentions of people and all the little like niche scenes are very similar also just like aesthetically the way the city is laid not like laid out fully because it's more spaced out than toronto but like the types of events and the bars and the venues and everything is the, and the aesthetics of either people dressing in all black or like the loudest and weirdest thing you've seen and nothing in between yeah. is very the same yeah is it really clear love, there like there is a really good queer scene there, yes. Um, more of a queer scene than um, some other parts of Australia, which would have like more of a like gay scene, right? Like as opposed to like a queer scene, and it's apparently gotten a lot better in the past few years since I've gotten there. Cool. Yeah, but it's also still very split up, like Toronto, which where you'll see what type of drag and what type of queers hang out but that's going to be anywhere you know mm -hmm. you get the bars and venues that attract a certain type of person right yeah that's true yeah so um before we get into anything too delicious how's everyone feeling today tell me in the form of a color who would like to go first i can i'll start it off um we're on what day like 100 of this heat wave and um my plants are dying and my little window box can't keep up and i just i'm like a deep like I'm like if red and purple and brown had a love child and then left that in an oven. I'm just like I just I feel like I just want to peel my skin off a little bit right now. That's um that's how I'm doing. That feels like the Cute. color the color that you see in like animation, like Homer Simpson in hell and his like skin is like bubbling off. Yes, that's exactly. like all of those colors. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I'm Homer Simpson I'm sure in hell. That's that's what I am. <laughs> Tom, what's your color? I'm a flaming hot orange, baby. Like, just roast me up. Like, I'm feeling as hot on the inside as, as I am on the outside. Ooh, dangerous. Just, like, hot and, like, who can I fight? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I feel like I've been punched a bunch in the face today, so I'm going to do some punching back. Metaphorical, of course. Well, I can be your punching bag today if you'd like. But as I look out over the lake that I'm looking over right now, it's, there's like sticks of lightning in the air, which is exciting. Like, I want to embody that now. Wow. Man, I hope that we have a storm, but also imagine being lightning. Oh, Just... yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Alice, um, what's your color? I'm also going to say orange, but that's just because I feel extremely, like, hectic. Like it's just, mm -hmm. like, I find like like bright fluorescent obnoxious orange. It's like a big warning <laughs> sign and like, I'm like, something's off and I feel like extremely hectic and extremely apprehensive. So I've been <laughs> sitting on my couch watching endless game shows. <laughs> like. What's your, what's your game show of choice? Overall or like right this instant? Uh, I want both. So overall, like actually like would love to be on i'm obsessed with jeopardy but that's just because i love trivia but i'm also weirdly one of my favorite game shows was just like price is right i love the campy stupid vibes of the original not the original but the long-running bob barker price is right that that's right because you because uh, yeah because australia i almost said you guys but i was like you're from here australians <laughs> had a different host but um 
like camp campus tips prices right it's just a game of capitalism on tv for old people but i love it <laughs> and right now it's the chase which is like quick fire trivia jeopardy which is just people being oh, really good yeah. at trivia against like the best trivia masterminds there are and yes i've seen I mean, that it's just it's on it's on Netflix now. As much as I don't want to shill for Netflix, um, someone told me two days ago it was on Netflix, and that's like it's just hours of me yelling at my TV, <laughs> which is no different than when I watch Drag Race, really. So, oh, that was did you see Canada's Drag Race? Yeah, I did watch Canada's Drag Race. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into that. But first, I would love to know. Like obviously you're a drag queen king, whatever. How did you how did you strike out onto the scene and what inspired you to do so? So just to clarify that, it's like mainly drag queen. There's a drag thing just because sometimes I'm like my aesthetics is that Weird Alice is like the alien version of if Peg Bundy won the lottery. So <laughs> if you ever if you've ever watched like media where someone you like it cuts to like aliens in a spaceship and they're like watching a television broadcast, but it's like something from 20 years ago. And that's like, what's new. That's like all of my references are like too dated for me or things that I like vaguely grew up with. And that's what it is. So I got into this about, as I said, like just over a decade ago, um, through, I don't, I didn't care for burlesque and there was a, like, I didn't care for a lot of the art forms that were, like, kind of offered to me for performing. My first ever time on stage, I was Meatloaf in a Rocky Horror Shadowcast, um, which is wild because I got to do that again two years ago in Australia. Just, like, got to, like, relive that, except for this time, got, both times I got to come in on the back of a motorcycle, like, had my friends bring the bike into the cinema, and I'd, like, fight to get that allowed, um, being like, don't worry, it'll be fine, and then he almost, like, spun out on the glitter, because oh he wasn't God. told that there was going to be that, like, plasticky, like, glitter sheet, somebody set it off into the crowd, and, like, I felt the bike go, and I was just like, wow. but we were fine, it was safe, um, so I did that, and then for ages, I was doing Dolly Parton impersonations, like, Parton stuff for like corporate gigs, so being hired, so I used to sing, so it's like dressed up as Dolly Parton and had the boobs and could send my voice for it, not quite, but enough to like get away with like doing Dolly Parton for some corporate businesses, and then I was doing drag in non-drag spaces because I wasn't as someone who is like red I don't like the term AFAB but like I'm not a dude, and so therefore I wasn't really my art wasn't seen as legitimate for like a very 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 long time um including right. some other like not popular but like people know them um now cis women who do drag who like to be like, oh, and no one was doing it beforehand, and they were people who used to question what I did. So it's like, it's right. a really interesting shift. I'm so glad that we're seeing a resurgence of, like, anyone can do drag. Well, like, any queer people can do drag. Um, again, which is nice. It's like that nice reminder that it's not just what we're being shown on TV. I think Drag Race really pushed us 
a way it's like brought dragon the mainstream but in this way where it was like this new rewritten history of who it was for mm-hmm. um which is like extremely unfair to a lot of people who've been on those shows and also a lot of people who don't who now have people who know nothing about drag and queer art making these statements about who's allowed to do it because they only know reality TV. So I've always kind of been in this bizarre box where I've kind of had to justify my presence, but I've had to do that in everything. I did drag in the wrestling world for a few years and same thing, even being in wrestling, it's like I am fat, queer, and not a dude. Like, so, like, not a cis dude. So it's like, where a lot of questions about the legitimacy of me being allowed in those spaces. I'm kind of like used to it and it almost helps me fuel my creativity right. because it's like the restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to ask like, you know, playing like, I guess that alien role for, for more than 10 years. What have you learned from that experience? Um, like, well, so it's funny cause my, persona in drag and my comfort in drag has changed a lot over the years so what I've done on stage it's always been referential of things I love like John Waters and The Simpsons <laughs> and old sitcoms and TV commercials like it's always been referencing that but I find it's definitely like shifted and molded into something new and it's almost like every time I think I have a clear vision of what I'm doing with my art I come up with other ideas but then it's very also interesting to see how i'm perceived by people who get it mm-hmm. like not people who were opposed to it but people who were like into what i'm doing and then they pair it back like an opinion or a thought or they all like comment on something i've done and they either like fully on the same track as my brain or this like other alternate thing where i'm like oh that makes sense i've had some um, Lauren Horty is an amazing Toronto-based event producer, DJ. She um, she helps run Steers and Queers. She helps, she has all the art for event Supreme Bed Beauty pageant, which I've competed in. And she, the last time she booked me was for an event called Bird Lesk. And again, wasn't going to strip because um, I'm not doing burlesque, but it was like a, just a dyke night. And at the Gladstone, and at the end she was like oh i put you on i'm glad i put you on first because i knew that you would spin some like bizarre referential pastiche that i wouldn't get but like would fully enjoy like it's just like this weird story arc that i've somehow taken people on without realizing that not everyone knows the specific one joke that i'm referencing that i find very funny and it's never something i've written on my own it's just like like you've seen the number that I did at Pride this past year on the Fight Show stage, just like prank phone calls from Serial Mom, and I have to remember that like not everyone's seen that movie or knows what's happening. Yeah, I was just along for the ride, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, but and that tends to be the reaction to my art is people are just like along for the ride, and they're either going to get on, like you're going to experience it either way. There's like no escaping what I do, so it's like you may as well like get on board for the five minutes and then like develop your opinion of it afterwards. It's so immersive. It was such a it was such a world building activity. I adored it. <laughs> Thank you. I felt bad doing that number at that event because I had asked if they wanted. Um, it was for fuck shit up. If they wanted like a trans specific narrative, 
And they're like, no, 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 just we want to celebrate trans artists. And I was like, are you sure? Like, absolutely. And whenever it's like, that's the opportunity, I will go to make sure I don't. Because it's like, I don't think we need to constantly be focusing our art on our identities mm-hmm. just because we're marginalized in whichever way. So it's like, it's, I would find it boring if all of my art had to be about being fat or had to be about being queer or had to be like explicitly that, like they still are that. But I also just want to make art about stupid prank phone calls and be obnoxious on stage. And so I did that and I was sandwiched between all of these amazingly talented performers with these very beautiful pride, poignant pieces about being trans and they were stunning there making me cry. Like the, whoever was on just before me, I think I went right after Halal Bay doing this like number that made me almost cry. And I'm like lashes and I'm like, and I'm coming out and I was like, have pull out my cell phone on my browser. Like, Is this the cocksucker residence? And there's like kids on shoulders and I'm like, like and I could see the look of like, oh no, what's happening from like some people in the crowd and everyone else, like the people who got it were really into it. But that's happened to me a few times where I'm like, oh, did I miss the brief? Am I just like the asshole who's like, you're booked on this beautiful, serious event. And then I do a number, I did one for an event called Trans Magic in Australia. Same thing I asked, it was all trans performers. And it was at like the equivalent of like Massey Hall, but smaller, but like a venue like that. So sit down, like theater. And every, and they're like, no, 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 just do you. That was the point. We want to have every different type of art that we can as a performance on stage. And everyone did a piece about gender in some way or shape or form, and it was stunning. And I came out and did, I live, I sung live and had a five meter long snake puppet to do the lip sync. And I did um, the stroke that struck me, struck me. And I did that song and I sang it live and I was wearing like all leather and I had the the snake and when I unwrapped it, it was like the snake was my dick. And then I like took off my pants and I had a snake puppet like in me. And that crowd, there was like uncomfortable laughter from everyone who knew me and a bunch of like well-dressed like parents and grandparents of the people in the show. And they had me like also immediately after the host, Mama Alto, who's this beautiful songstress, like Songbird, from an, like another planet for talent, singing these beautiful songs. I'm like, what? I don't want to sing right after her because I've got like a, a raspy, I've smoked like 50 cartons of cigarettes yesterday, pub voice. And she's like playing the piano and singing these beautiful songs and I come out and do this. And it was like, oh, this is not the crowd or the number for this crowd and it's fine but sometimes it's that like I feel like I'll never get an ego out of control because I always go there in a way that someone's here to tell me that that was not a, like, not inappropriate but being like yeah like that was interesting so it's no I'm, I don't have out here everyone on the planet like everyone on the same playing field being like I get it because I've definitely had friends be like I wish I got it but I like you like what's queerer than that though like truly <laughs> the main is i've gotten it as an insult the compliment even though it's it's to me that insult, i've had people insultingly tell me that i look i i feel like i've come out of a john waters movie and they don't mean it as a compliment oh and i'm God. like that's the dream 
<laughs> showering me with compliments. Like, do you find do. how does how do reactions like that help your performance? I wonder because I know that if I'm like like feeling fear from the audience, I might take that on a little bit. Or do you feed off of it, or how does it work for you? I normally feel a bit uncomfortable and I just have to power through it and I end up not liking the performance because I don't fully disconnect from the audience, but I do it in a way where I'm paying more attention to making sure I'm going through the motions as opposed to selling it. So there is like, I can definitely remember the feeling of being on that stage and having that like, I have any number I could have picked and I've done the number elsewhere and it is like, I don't want to do it again. I don't love it, but it has like gone off and people found it the funniest thing in the world. But I was like, of all the things I could have done and I end up like thinking about it while I'm on stage, but it's like, no, just remember. And that was hard to was singing. So I'm like, remember the words to the song, please. Cause with a <laughs> lip sync, I can like, I always know my words like down to like every breath and syllable, but there are, there's still like the music bits will like kind of cue you. And also like some of the lines in those songs start the same. So I can like, as I'm going through it, remember what was said last time. And I'm like, no, we're good. Where it was like, when I'm, singing songs, I have to remember, have I already sung that line? And so the moment I'm thinking of anything else, it's the same reason I don't like dance too much when I perform, because mm -hmm. if I'm doing a choreographed dance, you can see the like energy and the emotion gets like zapped from my face because I'm like now a robot. Right. I'm trying to yep. remember that I need to take four steps to the left, but these are also the words. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm, that's not my strong suit. <laughs> like I can do it, but I feel like it less than my performance, but definitely like I take a bit of the fear on, but not too much because I always have a bit of stage fright anyways, which I think is just, that's, I don't know. I think it's a sign of a good performer if you're nervous before you go on stage. Yeah, it means you care, right? It means you want to do yeah. a good job. It helps like, me with adrenaline. Right. Totally. The only downside to the adrenaline is every once in a while I'm like, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> but like genuinely not because I'm afraid. I'm just like, I have to go to the bathroom. Why did I think about this 20 minutes ago? And that's like, I've got to go on now. Do I have time? And then, and then I hear my name and I'm like, yes, I'm waiting. Absolutely and then the not. moment I'm done, I don't have to pee. And I'm like, well. Your body just wants to fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> Fully. Yeah. Um, I need to just interrupt and say that this... I could be zapped at any moment. There's like a really intense thunderstorm outside my window and I'm just worried that if the power goes out, well, I'm screwed. Tom, if you got electrocuted on air, I think that would be like the perfect end to the show. Like oh. really and truly. <laughs> you would end up would on somebody else's podcast yeah, as exactly. like a true story. I I'm not convinced that it's not going to happen, but anyway. We are um, famously bad at transitions on the show. So with that <laughs> being said, I think we should just jump right into our season four question, um, Alice, if, if you can. Um, we really want to know what your or what a queer future looks like for you. I mean, I think a queer future, like an ideal one, is actually just seeing beyond just baseline acceptance for for everyone in our community but like actual just like celebration like the, the stuff that we've been fighting for and a lot of people like especially like um black around like trans women have been fighting for for so long is that like 
the space because everyone's like you we end up with a lot of in the creator it's very like gay male centric stuff which is like valid and important experiences as well but it's like we've gotten to the bare basic of like acceptance and understanding and then like instead of waiting for everybody else to like be accepted it's like well let's like center us and celebrate it and we're the kooky like characters on tv shows or it's still tokenized it's still this and it ends up aiding in pitting the community against itself Mm -hmm. and in this way that everything is a fight and not understanding that it's like we need to make sure that we're all here but we're also all celebrated and uplifted and so the future is just like less fighting about that and more of just like actually making it happen and it not being such a struggle to make sure that the actual genuine, I don't even want to say diverse, just the actual reflection of the queer community mm-hmm. is like what we're seeing and it's like not having to like prod people to be like, oh hey, like have you ever thought about maybe not hiring all of this one person? Mm-hmm. You maybe thought of like, because that gets exhausting because then everybody thinks you're being argumentative. And it's like, yeah. no, it, but it's like, it shouldn't, no one should be having to ask these questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if we're all on that page, then we can continue to like work with other, like just to make life and our actual planet like more enjoyable and more inhabitable and just like good for us. It's like, it's not, it's like semi a pageant answer, but not really. It's just like, I really want to see a mirror held up and not in a negative way where you get to see all the flaws, but this mirror where you like look in and you're feeling good about yourself, but I want to see our actual community reflected in it. Right. It was really inspiring. Is there any hope that you have for a future like this? Totally. I think we're getting more diversity on shows and a lot of people are quick to discount TV. And of course, as someone who that's like, the one thing that I apparently do is, watch TV and movies when I'm not making art, um, they're, they're, we're seeing more of it. There is that pushback, but now we're seeing that response more vocally and that, the more vocal criticism of what we're seeing on Drag Race. So you end up with shows like Dragula. Even then, it's like, let's just show a different type of the drag community and like, actually include trans artists in it. And there's even on, because we've had Queer Eye, which I don't love, but then there's, I don't know if you guys have watched We're Here, which yes. is like gay We cry. love it. Yes, we absolutely. Love it. That's exactly and how I described it yeah. too. It yeah. is, it's gay. It's what I want out of Queer Eye because it's not queer people being tokenized for like straight consumption. It's yeah. just like, here is, also it shows the messiness of lives in the queer community. And it's like, it's not one note across the board. Mm-hmm. They're very smart with who and how they pair people up. I mean, the episode where um, Bob went to the Navajo reservation and they had that narrative is not anything that I've seen reflected on TV before, but it's like, it's a well, like it's an experience that we know of. And it was really nice to see. And I think seeing more of that, and it was also less sad. It was like very uplifting, even though some sad things had happened. Like that was just like, let's 
celebrate our community in spaces where a lot of people don't get the opportunity to, but it's like, mm -hmm. if we can't, we need to get our shit together, especially in bigger cities so that we can be there for people who don't have the access to everything outside of places like Toronto. Like I grew up in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, um, just outside the res and just like, just on the other side of the tracks, so there wasn't on the res, but I was right near it and being queer, and being femme and being all of these things and all the intersections of my identity and culture and stuff like that, it's like, wasn't accepted. And I found my own misguided way of getting through it that I'm glad that I was able to like, leave. Mm -hmm. But it's like, not everyone has the opportunity to leave and if you're not seeing it. So I'm hoping that now with this like, intense immediate pushback, like, to, was it yesterday Halle Berry was announced that she was going to be a trans man in a movie with like a really just not okay yeah. interview about what it meant to her and how excited she was it, less than 24 hours later and an apology has been issued and she's not in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's irritating because this is also like yeah. the fourth movie about a trans man in the last two years that's been the same thing. You think <laughs> they'd learn. Like they haven't le learned yeah. trans women either, but it's like... That's Halle staging. Berry's interview was so was so like ignorant too because she was like I like to play all different types of women and this <laughs> woman is da 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 and she like misgendered him oh, like a no. bunch of yeah. so to read it it's just like oh you have to stop please stop please oh it was so it was, she was like I want to see what the experience is as a woman up until the point that they're a man and I'm like what no. <laughs> like no. oh no please don't play Great. this character don't play this character Right over and, that. But the fact that we had that immediate response and like it doesn't look like people are ready to be like, fuck Halle Berry forever. It's just like, no, don't do this. And yeah. an immediate not yeah. going to do it. And mm -hmm. it's like, cool. Now all we need the follow up is like hire Castle Trans, like still make that movie. I have a trans student in it, and yeah. then it's like, but we're getting there. Yeah. It just, I feel like we keep going in these circles where we're like almost getting to this new stage, and then it's like, hey, remember this old thing? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, we're doing that in history with the rest of the world right now. It's just like things that you thought would never come back around to the extent that they are, where it almost seems stupid. Mm -hmm. And it happens like that with the queer community, but I, I have a bit of faith that now especially with the nonsense of this pandemic. Um, so everyone's gigs are on hold right now. So it's giving everyone one the time to actually like be angry and reflect people who normally wouldn't be. But also all of these bars are on hold. So it's like there's a lot, especially in Toronto, this big push for people to like hold our spaces accountable so that we're all safe in them and we don't just fall back into the same thing. We can't have, we can't have places like The Drink be racists and among a million other things, but we can't have people be racist to drag queens and then people still continue to work there. Mm -hmm. And you can't have drag queens yeah. being racist on stage and then get yeah. brought up on it and then being told, well, they're old queens, so it's okay. And like, because then the crowd is going to reflect the people who want to see that as opposed to like the actual community. And we don't need events like Queen of Halloween where it's where they've, in a question of the fact that it's been only men, about who can be in it, instead of being like quietly sidestepping and just changing their rules, just publicly being like, no, it's cis men only. 
And it's like, that can't, and then having queens still enter it, like that can't continue to be, and people still go to watch it. Like stuff like that can't happen. I think right now there is like a blanket ask of community because it's like the stuff that's recently happened with the drink yeah, and that's being dealt with. But then yeah. like someone else was like, don't just remember, it's not just the drink. It's all of the venues. And so a lot of um, artists got together to make some questions of accountability for community. They answered it on their own as well. Like the people who made it were like, here's like our answers. And we also need to do better on these things. And like to ask all of the venues, not a single venue answered, including the ones who are doing well. Like instead of singling someone out, like let's like, we're all meant to be these, they were meant to be spaces for us. Mm-hmm. And they're not. And then my favorite was someone responded being like, just because they're not mentioned, don't think that the West End isn't complicit. Because that's just where like I live and where the weird drag is doesn't mean that everyone still feels okay there. And that stuff doesn't go down. That's not okay. But because it's not the village, it gets this pass. Like it's, we really need to make sure that we're at least going in. It needs to be way more than the bare minimum. But it's like, it's been below the bare minimum for so long. And so with this like little break, I think it's giving everyone that space. And we're seeing it in other drag communities. We're seeing it in Chicago with like very public accountability with the black community, black drag community asking, being like, these things have happened and like, what are we going to do to fix it? This is what we want. And Mm -hmm. I'm seeing whispers of it happening in Australia, but I'm seeing a lot of drag scenes and queer scenes trying to hold everyone just... This is not about canceling. It's just accountability. Like, it's not fun to be in spaces where people feel unsafe. And it's weird to be in a space where even though you feel safe knowing that someone you care about isn't. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think we're getting better. Thank you so much for saying all that and for bringing that up. That's really, really important. Yeah. Um, did you folks hear that Scarlett Johansson was cast as Marsha P. Johnson? In the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> My favorite internet joke is like Scarlett Johansson has been cast as this thing. Oh, I have this one. I was like, what does she do now? Can you imagine though? Like, just... well, I mean, we already had white Stonewall. If nobody remembers, like, what, five, six years oh, ago, that movie uh, Stonewall yeah. with the white gay drink. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my like, God. I just want to scream. Because <laughs> it's just like, what's the point? But like, I'm glad that also things like Disclosure just came out. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've both watched it. Oh, I loved it. I loved That's my night tonight. I can't wait. Oh, for anyone also listening who hasn't, like Disclosure is an amazing documentary. It's brilliant. How do they get so much? Like, they're just example after example after example after example. And it doesn't become tedious. It becomes no. like, more and more infuriating and interesting. And interesting. That's the thing, because there was a lot of talk um, I think it was Zachary Drucker who brought it up. Um, she's amazing. Who was like that catch 22 of if I didn't see this and this wasn't popular, would I be less afraid to go on dates with, with men, with straight men, yeah. um, like straight cisgendered men. But also yeah. if I didn't see it, would I know that I'm trans because yeah. there was yeah. that like lengthy, lengthy, we still have like problematic trans representation and queer representation um but 
it's like it was a really good media timeline of so much including things that i had seen that i forgot or didn't yeah, even yeah. clock that that's what it was the amazing actors, i can't remember her name trans was, actors being like oh the only way i could work was to play a dead sex worker i guess i'll do that 15 times that's why i'm making yeah. my living and like once you still do and know and just like roll your eyes and like do it because you gotta yeah. get work mm-hmm. and it's like why are these the storylines that are being sensationalized and to have it done like that just because it wasn't even like high production value but like it was well filmed interviews with a good mixture of people that you know like Laverne Cox and then people that like a lot of especially like non-queer people wouldn't know um and they have like well, there's one they- example of of Candace Kane, who was on Dirty Sexy Money, and she had like a a party with all of her friends to watch the premiere, which she was she was cast as a I don't know recur- a recurring lead in, and the network had um, lowered her voice to make it more obvious that she was um, a trans woman, and like I don't know, she was just so embarrassed when her friends just like little things like that, or I mean, sorry, huge things like that that you just don't even, and that was supposed to be a good representation and she was all on board for that that role. And then to watch that and be like, oh, you still think I'm a fucking joke here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, even, I knew they were gonna show the clip from Ace Ventura and then it oh, was yeah. like, oh, well let's show the entire clip from Ace Ventura. And it's like, I'm hoping that the people who aren't queer who watch that, or even the people who aren't trans who watch that, like now that they're like watching it critically understand like the level of discomfort but even having that story told by i don't remember his name but the transgender who's being interviewed being like he was having this depression that depressive episode and he was just like i want to watch my favorite movie from when i was a kid because it's going to cheer me up because even i remember a few years ago when yeah. it got like re-brought up i was like remember that happened and i was like oh man i totally forgot that that's how that movie ended i think it's because i didn't I didn't like that one. I liked When Nature Calls, which is uh, just a whole other can of like problems. And but like, I never liked Pet Detective. I, I thought it was like too much. And it might have even been the end that cinched it for me as a kid that I just didn't like it because it was like silly and gross. But it was like rewatching it. I was like, oh, this is so like. Let's show you five minutes of clips of people doing like spinoramic yeah. takes to the existence. And- and for me, as a young kid, I watched it, and I was like, and I saw all the other characters react as if it were gross. So then I thought, oh, yeah, that's gross. And then I just mm-hmm. had that with me in my life. It was that easy for me to be, you know, to take that rep- to take that negative representation in- inward and, and really keep it, which yeah. I'm, I'm now so angry about. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so it's like, it's a thing that like, I watched and I'm like, so glad that that move that disclosure exists. Because yeah. it's like, it doesn't feel like a fringe documentary, like, by queer people for queer people, that's just gonna get like shafted that you're not gonna see. It was like, it got a really heavy, just like instant push on Netflix with enough big enough names, everyone's gonna see it. Um, and I hope Probably get some sort of award or something to help it get more. Also, because it deserves it. But I was like, I think everyone needs to watch that freaking movie. I can't and wait so to watch that. Oh, you're gonna love it. <laughs> I'm it's, so it's a lot, but it's very good. It's Amazing. just it's it's a good like little like history lesson. Like I quite I think that's what I like the most about it, other than it being good. It was mm-hmm. like yeah. I'm a big film nerd. 
and I'm trying to incorporate that more into my drag again. And so it was like seeing, seeing like all of these clips and all of these references and this like timeline. It was like including positive things that we just like didn't know existed. Like it might have just like flown under the radar. It's like so good. <laughs> okay, I'm literally so excited. Um, can we can we do like a game show corner? Can we throw some lightning round questions at you? Absolutely. I cannot Let's wait. Tom's video is gonna have to go away, right, Tom? Is that why okay. you're gone? Okay. Oh, did I go away? Yeah, I can't see you, but that's fine. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay, Tom, would you like to start? Yes. Um, Weird Alice, what are your pronouns? She slash she slash they. It's all of them because I'm confusing. What is a swear word that you really like? Oh, man. I mean, I've gotten really... No, I'm going to say slurs. I was going to say cunt, but like fag and dyke are like my favorite words. They really are. <laughs> I just love them. They're so good. And what's a body part that you love? I like thighs on everybody. I love thighs. What's a movie that you really love? Like the world's hardest question. Favorite movie of all time, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, tied with Phantom of the Paradise. And my favorite John Waters movie is Serial Bomb. So those are like three of my favorites. I'm going to have to write those down. Yeah, same. Please do. Like, if you haven't watched them, go watch them. And my, my special mention only because it's on Crave, but only in French. Because I went to show a friend the other day and we started it. And it was in French. Um, is um, it's an amazing movie called Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, yeah, Christine I know that one. Applegate, like, left home alone, and then the babysitter dies. And then she, like, instead of telling anybody, pretends to be an adult and lies on her resume and ends up, like, working at this, like, fashion company. You need to watch that. What the actual yeah. hell? Wild. <clears throat> Wild. <laughs> but it's um, only in French on Crave. What's a mythical creature that comes to mind? Uh, it's a good cryptid. Um, it's a Bigfoot. That's a lazy one, but Bigfoot is fascinating. <laughs> we love Bigfoot here. Um, what's a noise that you really love? Screams. Just like weird, over the top, like it can't be screaming. <laughs> and what's a celebrity crush? Natasha Lyonne. Uh, do you have a queer icon? John Waters. Like, just all time. He's just like trash. But like not in a bad way. He's just like very unapologetically himself and kind of like rough around the edges. What do you wish you knew more about? Everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything. That's, there's not a specific thing. I am a trivia nerd. I want to know random facts about everything until like the end of time. What would your friend say is your best quality? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm like, fairly loyal slash always apparently always have like interesting stories because I've had enough people be like tell someone that story <laughs> you like, go do that <laughs> yeah please like, they're like oh my god have you have you told someone this like stupid dream you had once and it's like <sighs> yeah. what are you most grateful for um just all of the lovely lovely queer people I've had the opportunity to meet like everywhere with my travels just like I have so many like good people like everywhere and it's really nice it's a good network of just like even if we're not close like good different humans what is one thing you dislike about straight culture can I say everything again <laughs> um, I would say like I don't like PDAs in general but like I exceptionally don't like PDAs from like straight people it's like stop flaunting I don't 
care. Like, I don't care what you do, but, like, do it away from me. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, do you have a queer mantra? No, but on the back of one of my jackets, of this leopard print jacket um, that my friend embroidered on the bottom of it, not gay and happy, but queer and fuck you. That's a favorite. So I love like, that. I love it. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, that was so good. Thank you so much. Can we switch to hear what you have to say about um, Pepper, our little kitty cat mascot today? Okay. I'm going to pull this picture of this. Yeah, please do. Oh my goodness. So it's a lot. Um, other than like, it's a lot and I didn't know what I was looking at when I first got it. She's giving me, or Pepper's pronouns, she, I'm just saying that in this moment. She's giving me very like, I'm not caring about that like, She's like an 80s trashy mom, kind of like Peg Bundy meets Roseanne vibes. Um, <laughs> she's got her like little, I can't tell if it's a scarf or a face mask because COVID, but it's just that like curly, mullety, like she's got a bit of a fashion sense, but it is like, it's trash. <laughs> yeah, she left it in the 80s. It's perfect. Yeah, she very much left it in that like late 70s, early 80s, like, if she didn't have that mask on, I feel like she'd have, like, a cigarette, like, just, like, hanging out of the corner of her mouth while she was, like, having a chat. Like, she's really my style. Mine is the animal print is what it is. So. Obsessful Pepper feels very seen by you, so thank you. <laughs> Good. They and then should. last but really not least, we, we would just want to wrap up with, like, a double rainbow, which is something nice that's happened to you in the past day or week or whenever. Um, Tom, do you have one ready and locked and loaded? Yeah, um, I did. I just have to be kind of quiet about it, I think. But I um, I got a really good blowjob the other day. I love that for you. It was, it was really nice. It was perfect. It was kind of like, it was kind of in the open. Like there were kind of people around, which is, you know, floats my boat. And uh, yeah, I was definitely into it. The look on your face as you're telling us, like it's just, it was transformative for you, wasn't it? It was. It was. So thank you. <laughs> thank you to the universe and thank you to my partner. Oh, the universe blew you too. That's really sweet. I love that. <laughs> How about you, Elliot? Um, so my double rainbow is that my partner and I locked down the theme of our wedding, um, which will be a night in queer heaven. Um, and we're getting married in a church and um, we're going to invert the Christian or like the typical like Catholic wedding on its head. Um, we're going to have like drag performers dressed up as like Satan and we're going to just do the whole thing upside down. And I'm super excited. Um, Can I be wheeled in on a cross as Jesus? You have to be. That's what's happening. Oh my goodness. It's oh, the scene from um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking dancing with the stuffed Jesus on the cross. Please. Is that doesn't get recreated. Recreated. Oh wait, but I'm really against Jesus as a white person. So I don't know about that. Well, well, someone else will have to do with that. And then... You can just be the cross, Tom. Okay, thank you. you. They can be wheeled can still in wear the on crown you. Before. Exactly. Yeah, you <laughs> should maybe just get crucified at my wedding, I think. <laughs> so. Yikes. What a way to go. I'm in. Oh, really. Ugh, weird Alice, do you have a double rainbow? Um, I mean, it's weird because we're in, like, isolation... And I'm in like surgery recovery. So it's been nice to like see people. I've been getting lots of like little plant gift babies from friends. 
but watching the new drag race, the Canada's drag race is really lovely to see people I've known for like so long, like on TV. Like that was just like enjoyable for me. It's like my bar Agreed. is like fairly low that like watching TV is like the best thing that's happened to me in a little while, but like it was so bizarre in this really enjoyable way. Like yeah. so wild watching people I know. Yeah. Like that we all know on Fine. TV. I've been asking all of my Australian friends who they like because it's like much more fascinating for me to get like a stranger's point of view. It's like like what is your unbiased opinion? Right. Not like your best friend who's on the show who's obviously like doing good, but like I want to know based on what you saw in one episode, having no prior knowledge, like what you think. And mainly, I just get told who they want to fuck. <laughs> I've had so many people ask me to tell them more about Boyanka. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god, that destroyed me. That was so funny. Uh, oh, well, amazing. This was so 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 nice. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Uh, before we go, Weird Alice, can you plug can you plug your handles and tell our listeners where we can look out for you? Um. So my. Instagram handle is at I don't get weird drag. Um, I took a lovely insult somebody gave to me, and now it's how everybody knows me on the internet. Um, I love it. My Twitter handle, I'm just double checking the spelling, is just weird underscore drag because the other handle is apparently too long. Um, and I don't have any, I got rid of my Facebook fan page because like too many things but I'm working on some new stuff I meant to be on one of violence the exclamation points upcoming serve Mondays sadly I can't tell you which one because I haven't sent in my video yet so that's on me um <laughs> but so now it's like she'll us updated have me. so we can keep others updated please do um and I'm also working on some Elvira-esque video movie yes. type content i'm still i'm still sussing exactly what but i've got access to a studio at the end of the month and we're doing a few drag videos so i'm going to try to maybe while i'm in there with my new wig zaddy creations that i just picked up yesterday including a 50 inch wig which is um i'm short so oh my god most so of my body like I thought I knew how big 50 inches was, and apparently I don't. And it goes down <laughs> past my knees. Oh my so god. I'm very excited to look like a flaming cousin It. I'm obsessed. Um, and or Alanis Morissette in the Thank You music video where she's like nude with like hair. Like, can it be both? Can it be cousin It in the Thank You video? Honestly. Crossover. There's no, there'll be no lip syncing. It'll just be me standing completely still. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, and a little bouncing ball with the lyrics. Um, but yeah, we'll figure it out. But that's kind of where people can find me. But I'm most, I'm most active on Instagram. That's like where I'll post if I've got shows and stuff and looks. Um, Great. Twitter's just for shit posting. So. Amazing. <laughs> Depends on what you're, if you want to know, like, a stupid drag name I've come up with or what I'm angry about, like, maybe, maybe Twitter, but. 
Well, our listeners love shit posting if they're listening to like Tom and I's show. So I'm pretty sure True. that they'll they'll love your Twitter feed. It's mainly me being like, this is dumb. Here's a bad gif. I'm mad. Stop being dicks. Here's a stupid <laughs> name. <laughs> Sounds like kind of what we do too. Yeah, I mean, totally. I do want to know though, what are, if any, drag names that you've like sat on if you were like to get mine mine would be um hell of a bottom carter is the one that i thought of oh cute i feel like there is a hell of a bottom there is one i looked it up and i'm very upset about it but Um, like also what a great name it just lends itself to so much already you know we've had um i i will just i want to come clean about this elliot and i have in the past had a many many drag names that are very on PC mm-hmm. that have since um, we don't want to say anymore. So um, <laughs> I'm back at the drawing board. If yeah. That, I, yeah. I'm sorry if that's a cop out answer, but I mean, I mean it. Yeah. That's fair. Like everyone's you like come up with a, na- a name or a pun and then you think about it and you're like, oh no, that's, yeah. oh no. Mine is reliving old drag numbers that like, you're like, oh, I really wish that that didn't exist. And thank God there's no video. And it's not that it's like, <laughs> that bad. It's more so like I re-listened to a song recently and I was like, oh, that is just beyond gauche. And right. I know some other queens who have done like some old Jackie Beat songs that like they do not stand the test of time and maybe like, but that was the thing. They're just like, let's just not, like, let's just, we know better and we don't. But name-wise, I, again, I want to change my drag name, like, every two weeks. Please don't. I really, really, really like your drag name. It's funny. I don't do many weird owl numbers. I feel like I have to so that, like, he'll, like, find out about me. But also... What's your top alternative? Babe. Pig in the City. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> like, I have all of the other handles for that name locked down because I keep saying I'm going to change it to that. Um... But I will probably just, if I ever actually do write a solo show that I can travel with, um, it will probably be called that. And the other one for me is Midweek Cutie, which is specifically a reference. One, I think it's an adorable name, but it's a reference to when you see those Halloween costumes, but they're like, they're the unofficial version so they can't be like oh this is this person this superhero so it was a wednesday adams costume midweek. it was called midweek cutie and i was like that's just a good like stupid drag that's name. really good that's really and good one that's not good for me but i would love to gift to someone personally one day is messy elliot <gasps> me Ooh, that's a pretty good one you can be messy elliot <laughs> And that was because of a Kiwi friend of mine who was describing a number as messy. And they're like, oh, it was someone was doing a number making fun of straight sex. And they're like, he's like, just like all the, they're like, just like all the heterosexual sex I'm familiar with, a bit messy. And I was like, like a hit and a miss? They're like, no, like the state, and we live together. Like, no, like the state of our apartment. And I was like, messy. I'm like, yeah. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, Missy. And I was like, can you say Missy Elliot? And they're like, Missy Elliot. And I was like, less your accent. A star is born. <laughs> and then I was like, say Messy Elliot. And they're like, Missy Elliot. I was like, well, it can't be your backup name because you can't say it. <laughs> but like, that's beautiful. And I want 
someone to be Messy Elliot. It's such a fucking good name. I'm obsessed with that. Also, I should just say, like, Tom, you've, like, outed that we have um, a whole list of drag names that we can never reveal to the world. Um, yeah. they're, they're not racist. I just feel like the way that you said that made it sound like they're racist. Um, they're just okay. based on diseases. And um, if Tom and I, if Tom and I ever Too get, much. if we ever get a terminal illness, then we can become one of the drag queens. But, but until then. Can right? I name myself terminal illness? Well, oh, can what you? about terminal illness? No, anyway, no. I, wanted, <laughs> I mean, there is a Karen O virus. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, that's a choice. I want to be um, Fagnito, like Magneto oh. from X-Men. Magneto's a great I, name, though. It's really good. Yeah. The only but downside is then you can, oh, no, maybe it's an upside. You can yell at every straight person who says your name. Oh, my God. That, like that one Jeff Goldblum meme. It's like, yeah. is it Jeff Goldblum or Gloom? My answer's the same. How dare you speak to me? Like, someone <laughs> says it and be like, it's not for you. Like, don't, don't <laughs> at me. Don't at me. <laughs> now, welcome to the stage. Silence. <laughs> and you just and I'd on. say I'm... I'm say I'd like to be Magneto to the gay community, like Magneto is to the mutant community. Right. So I also strive to be like Magneto as Fagneto. I really love Magneto that. Magneto such a good name. Like, yeah. please, please do it. Like. <laughs> okay, we're way over time. I feel bad. Um, <laughs> no not, not, to, not to you, not to you, but um, there's also a storm going outside that I need to go clean up you debris. Need to go be from. Helen Hunt. Yeah, thank Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Just go be Helen Hunt in the Twister. <laughs> okay, well, Tom, be safe. Bill Weird Alice, Baxton. thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you for having me, beauties. Have um, a great day. You too, and without further acquire, we'll see you all next Tuesday. Bye. 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 Do you queer? 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 Do you que